Hey guys, the show is about ready to start, but really quick, I wanted to grab your attention, tell you to have a pencil and paper ready. I have some very important information you're going to want to stick around for after the show regarding updated contact information, websites, and more. Everything's changed. Holy cow. What do I mean? Everything's ready to start. I gotta run. Stick around after the show and I'll get you filled in. Welcome to this podcast. Get ready. Here we go. GOST Radio proudly presents Random Illusions, the podcast where the occult community goes for its listening pleasure. I'm your host, Shasta Ray. Grab a cup of coffee, grab a cup of tea, or grab a glass of wine at the end of a long day if that's what you want to do. Kick back, settle in, and hang out with me for just a little bit while we chat it up about magic. Oh my gosh, it's another episode of Random Illusions, and we have Miss Aida. She has invaded the studio once again. Holy cow. Say hi to everyone, Miss Aida. Hi there, everybody. Thank you She's for been, having me, Shasta. Thank you. You bet. We've been talking to my little new edition, Moose Moose, and Moose is my new budgie, and Miss Aida and I are both birdie enthusiasts, so we've been talking birds and dogs. <laughs> But hey, it is a continuation of Magic Spotlight, where we are putting a spotlight on people in the community that have awesome things to offer for your Santa Claus wish list or to put in somebody else's stocking or whatever, or to enjoy through the year, treat yourself to something. Let's go a a really quick run through for people that may not be familiar with all your books. I've talked about a couple of them. And you've got some really intense books, and then you've got your new pocket guide. We're going to address people over there in France that might be listening, and then we're going to talk about your website. So what was your first book? So my very, very first book was Cursing and Crossing, and I did that with the Lucky Mojo Publishing Company. And it was so interesting because I wanted to do a book, I wanted to write a book on cleansing and protection magic and she says well you know do the cursing and crossing first you know because I was always known as the cursing and crossing queen so I wrote the book and to this day it's their bestseller it's a good book crossing yeah I'll be honest with you I bought it a few years ago and I've read it and it it actually kind of scares me sometimes when I read a few of the things in it. You've got some really intense work yeah, in there. Yeah, so some of that stuff is heavy duty. So then I said, well, you know, can I can I um, write a book now on cleansing and protection magic? Was, oh, you know, just you know, she was so excited about cursing and crossing. I mean, it, to this day, I mean, I think it's been out now four years. It's still a bestseller. So I wrote another book for her, and it's called Destroying Relationships wasn't a great name because it is about sending people away. Mm-hmm. And but we were kind of rushed for a title. So that is, you know, of course there's breakup spells in there, but there's sending people away, there's binding people. 
There's all kinds of spells in there. And yeah, it's another good one. It's, it's intense, but sometimes you need to not have certain people in your space. Right. It's right. a necessary thing. And if someone's toxic, sometimes you got to send them trotting on down the highway. Well, you know, with all my books, I always cite examples that have happened in real life. And right. I always put in my books what is the best way to approach spell work and how to protect yourself. Even in, in the, the negative spell books, I always have protection in there. And I always tell people over and over and over and over and over, you have to be justified. You can't just pick up these books and start doing nasty things to people if you're not justified. And right. what I consider justification is an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth and an arm for an arm and a hand for a hand because you can't go around cursing people or breaking up people just because they got you angry over something. Yeah, and someone bumps into you. That's one thing. But I always tell people, you know what? Before you do a damn thing, sit on it for 33. My number is 33. Everyone can do whatever they want. But I sit on it for 33 days. Most of the time, you forget about it by then. If you're still same amount of heated, same amount of anger, same amount of hurt, then that's when you want to consider, hey, is this something that I've really been wronged? You know, but usually the the mild stuff that doesn't matter, it kind of goes away. You forget you're heated in the moment because you're riled up, but it doesn't matter in the big scheme of things. Actually, that's that's a good policy. I always tell people to wait. And, and that's what I tell them in my books, too, is to wait. And not only that, it gives you time to strategize. Yeah. You time to to think about what you want to do. Write things down. Write down what are the pros and cons of each spell. How to scrutinize your own spells. And some people, you it, it's better not to just curse or hex them. Sometimes you may want to just throw them a golden carrot and lead them out of your space. I've done that before because you could have hurt someone. I could have hurt someone in the process and what they were really trying to do is exploit someone. So I provided a, a way for them to not exploit people anymore and they stopped bothering people and they've yeah. continued to stop bothering people. They're providing for themselves. So I did a live event. I do live events every other Sunday on my Facebook page and they're there for everybody to see. All the videos are on the Facebook page. And I did one on bullies. And unfortunately, I was trying to edit something and I deleted it. But I was talking about this bully that I knew 40 years ago. And she was a big bad bully. And I mean, it's a cute story if if we have time to, to tell this. And she was a nurse, but she had a master's degree. And she was a staff nurse and she's always saying, I have a master's degree and I have a master's degree and I have a master's degree. And it's like, Jesus Christ, you know. So I'm always thinking to myself, well, if you have a master's degree, what are you doing as a staff nurse? Right. Why aren't you in administration (laughs) or something? And she would physically bully people and she was super duper tall. And anyway, I don't know. I I haven't seen her in 35 years. And, you know, I just always ignored her and all that. So in August, my very, very, very best friend, I hadn't talked to him in a couple of years, but he had committed suicide. And 
he was a physician at the hospital. And so I later learned about two months later that this bully that I hadn't seen in 35 years was spying on me on my professional page and criticizing what I wrote about the physician that she barely knew, right? And so I did this big thing on bullies. So I immediately went to her Facebook page. I laughed. Great big, I mean, you know, we're talking years and years and years later. Great big on my left-hand side, master's degree. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Can you believe it? So I blocked her. And, you know, it's like, you know, I have a master's degree also. And I don't know when I tell people this. It's like, really, who gives a crap? Okay. So anyway, but you know, I was telling people on my, unfortunately, it got deleted. There are times you just need to walk away, roll your eyes, you know what I mean? And walk mm-hmm. away. Because this person is nothing but a jerk. Yeah. You know, she's a jerk. She has nothing better to do but to criticize people and tell people that she has a master's degree. (laughs) So you got to walk away sometimes. You really do. Yeah. Or just send them on their way without any harm. Let them go do their thing away from you so you don't have to hear about it anymore. Block them. And the same thing with, with groups. If you're on social media groups. And you're not liking what you see. Walk yeah, don't away. don't Leave stick the, around. Leave the, group. Leave the group for God's sakes. Okay, so we've got cursing and crossing, destroying relationships, and then so then I asked Lucky Mojo, please can I please please write a book on spiritual cleansing and protection? No, no, no. I need you to write one more book. You know, that's always that one more book, right? And I thought, you know, the heck with this. So I went to a different publisher and I wrote the book, um, Hoodoo Cleansing and Protection Magic. And I wrote it basically because I was sick and tired of people getting scammed. So if they think that they have a spell on them, they can't figure out why they have bad luck. If they think that they've got an attachment or there's something spooky around them. People don't like them. Everything is in this book. Everything. It starts out as mundane as you're having a bad day. And as you go through the chapters, things, you know, things get worse, but you're understanding. I wanted everybody to understand what was going on with them, what was happening. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is control. Yes. And how to get rid of this. So I start out with things as mundane as you go out for a drive. Somebody gives you the finger or somebody's beeping the horn frantically. You come home, you're really upset. You know how to get rid of it. What happens if you don't get rid of it? Then everybody starts picking on you. So it goes on and on and on. And because I am a registered nurse, I have a whole chapter on there for what happens to people who are ill and what happens to the caregiver also. That's awesome. And it goes all the way to the very, 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 very end, you know, where we talk about, well, towards the end, I talk about bringing in items that either are possessed articles, you know, Mm -hmm. 
inanimate articles that are either have a possession, have a negative energies attached to them, or are bewitched. And at the very, very end of the book, I talk about attachments and I talk about demonic possessions. Very good. So you can get rid of anything. And by knowing what's going on with you, you can fix this. And I'm just so tired of people calling pseudo metaphysical practitioners who are charging them zillions and zillions of dollars to get rid of whatever it is they have. Oh, yeah. And then blaming them for having it and not the magic not working and they're not doing the magics. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Do it yourself. Oh, my goodness. You can do all of this yourself, not the exorcisms. But so I was getting really tired of clients calling me and telling me I've been cursed and I paid so-and-so all this money and that person all this money. And they're panic stricken because nothing worked. And this book will tell you how to get rid of a curse. And I always tell people, you know, don't panic if you have a curse. And it's even in the book, Hoodoo Cleansing and Protection Magic. If you've been cursed, if you think you've been cursed, think of yourself as a member of an ancient and elite club. And you are now a member, just like the rest of us. It's easy to get rid of a curse. Okay. And it's your own, it's your own fear and paranoias that can really sink you. You get things amplified in your head and that's where the problems happen out there that talk people into paying them on a monthly basis. And that's not right. Well, you know, I, I keep going back to stuff that I said when I started this podcast and in the early episodes, I said, you know, A lot of people, it's funny to me because the average occult book is going to cost between about $15 to $24. And even if you pay $35 for a really good book and you get one good magical result from that book, it just paid for itself, let alone the fact you have all of the content for the rest of your life. And your books are very reasonably priced and you cram them full of all of this information. Yes, I do. <laughs> I mean, they, they are not, they're not one of the typical books that have the two inch margins on either side of the paragraphs. <laughs> you have small print, it's full of information, and it is life experience with magic. And I talk about my experiences and other people's experiences. And it, I can't begin to tell you how many people have contacted me, hundreds upon hundreds, who have thanked me that hoodoo cleansing and protection magic has saved their lives. And that makes me feel very, very good that I've helped people. And it is the simple concepts that it's not hard to follow. It's not rocket science. Hoodoo magic is awesome. It's makes sense to me. I incorporate it into my, my practice. And like you said, originally there's substitutions. You, you can always substitute. You can set up anywhere and you can practice it in lots of different ways. It is highly effective magic. Yep. Hoodoo, your altar can be the ground. Yes. Right? You don't even need a, an elaborate altar. I mean, hoodoo was brought here. It wasn't originally called hoodoo, but it was brought here by the slaves, the African slaves. And mm-hmm. they didn't have all these elaborate altars and candles and all this other stuff. They had to work with what they had. Yeah. And it, it's it's been effective. So as time has continued, 
Now we've incorporated all this other stuff, but the very, very basis of hoodoo really is a lot like brujeria. You work with what you have. Right. And I do chaos magic. So there's kind of some similarities. I incorporate hoodoo into my chaos practice a little bit here and there. I sprinkle it in like, you know, spice. So (laughs) Right. So then I wanted to, you know, and, and you already put it into words. I've crammed a lot of information in my books. And with cursing and crossing and destroying relationships, you know, I was writing for a company that sells products. And I wanted to write a book that did not require anybody's products. And I wanted to elaborate because I couldn't elaborate with those other books because you're constrained for space, right? Right. You, You got either so many words you're allowed to write, which most publishers require that you don't do over so many words, or in some cases, it's so many pages that you're allowed to write. Right. Okay. And then you've hit the limit. And I was like, no, I've got so much more to say. You know, there are cursing prayers. There are prayers to bind people. There are prayers for all kinds of situations. And there's a lot of scenarios that have not been covered in the first two books that I wanted to cover. So I wrote the book, Hoodoo Justice Magic. And again, it it doesn't require a lot of products. Most of the products that are required, I've given you the recipe. I've given the the readers the recipe. So they're not out buying stuff. They can make their own. But it, it elaborates on things. And you know, how to practice negative magic in the most, um, in the safest manner possible. Right. I go into great, great, great detail about justification. I go into great detail about your strategies and how to think, how to write, how to do all this stuff. I mean, it, it's it's foolproof. So going back to hoodoo cleansing and protection magic, that book has been interpreted into French also. Wow. And I think it's called Le Perf. I don't know. I don't speak French. Purification. What is it called? <laughs> uh, I wrote it down. So I, I don't speak French either. So I will probably butcher it. It's uh, it spelled out as purification. So purification et protection and voodoo. Oh. Okay, purification and protection in hoodoo. In hoodoo. So, in, in hoodoo. In hoodoo. Yes. So you can, if you're living in France, you can buy the French version in France. And then what happened was I was, you know, I, a lot of people don't know this about me, but I eradicate entities and I do so very successfully. And I was asked to do a television show. It was supposed to air this year, but it's not going to. It's going to air in 2023, and it's called Michigan Hell House. Okay. And it will be on both the Travel Channel and Discovery Plus. And it's a very, very interesting story about a demonic possession. And basically, they brought me in as the expert. So later on, one of the producers of that show asked me to do an independent movie for him. And I was really, really surprised because at the premiere, he edited a theater and over 2000 people showed up. 
That's cool. <laughs> and it's called A Haunting on Adam Street. But when we were filming, they had all this paranormal equipment out and things I'm not familiar with because I'm not a paranormal investigator. I'm the person that you call to get rid of the stuff. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I honest to God, I don't know how those paranormal investigators do it because God, for me, it's really boring. You know, you sit there for hours and hours waiting for something anyway. <laughs> um they had all this, you know, wonderful, wonderful equipment out there. And these entities were actually communicating with us. And I thought to myself, you know, there's a lot of paranormal investigators out there who will start conversations with these entities and not know who they're conversing with. Right. Then I started thinking about psychics. And how many of us have heard names that came out of nowhere? Then I started thinking about people that work with the Ouija board. You know, what's your name? And it may, you know, the planchet might spell out a name. And right. I started thinking about seances. I said, well, you know, I don't want anybody to have an ongoing conversation with a demon. So I ended up reading cover to cover, 15 encyclopedias on wow demons. A few of them I had to throw away. They were useless, completely useless. But I just wrote a list of demonic names. And it's a pocket guide for anybody that's a paranormal investigator, someone that's doing seances or working with the Ouija board. You can look up these names. There's millions of demons, millions, and I have 3,200 of the most well-known demons that present themselves the most often. I also have powerful, powerful protection prayers in there. Yes, you do. And and, uh, one of them is actually an eradication. Well, actually, two of them are eradication prayers. And I give a little, little, little itty bitty insight on how demons operate and a little insight into the jinn because I have a lot of Arab friends and I have Muslim friends and Mm -hmm. Arabic Christian friends, but my Muslim friends, anytime I talk to them about jinn, they're like talking and talking and talking and talking. And three hours later, I missed the point, right? (laughs) It's like, geez, oh man, get to the point. So anyway, in a nutshell, I learned that man was created from clay. Angels were created from light. And don't forget that uh, Lucifer was an angel who was, you know, the the most beautiful angel. And Lucifer meaning light anyway, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, Lucifer. And, you know, the fallen angels that became demonic, you know, those are angels. But jinn were created from the smokeless flame of fire. Right. And it is said that the jinn were on this earth 2,000 years prior to the time that man was created. So you have good jinn, you have not so good jinn, and you have really, really bad gin that are demonic in nature. Okay. 
And that's what a gin is in a nutshell. And I also have included the most common evil gin in that book. Very good. How long did it take you to put that together? Because you sent me a copy of it and I was blown away by how long the list of names was. Like you said, there's a ton <laughs> yeah, <me> there. Too. <laughs> and you know, the funny part is A, the letter A was the longest list. Yeah. It I, is. I was like, somebody give me a gun. I'm going to shoot myself. Right. <laughs> um, I worked on it. You know, it's just when I start a project, I, I never leave it. So I was working five hours a day, sometimes eight, you know, because you just want to go back, want to go back. And mm-hmm. I put myself on a schedule. I would say five hours a day, sometimes eight hours a day for three months. Wow. Yeah. So, but you have to understand, I, you know, I'm one of those people that reads everything. I read everything about each demon. Wow. Tim has just joined the episode, ladies and gentlemen. He had dad stuff today, and he is released from his dadly daily duties. Oh, not not quite. I'm I'm still fixing a computer while we're talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> but glad to be we, here. We have just mentioned all of her books. Let's talk for just a minute. You had mentioned a haunting on Adams Street. You want to elaborate what that is? You've provided me a link, and I will put that on your friends and guests profile, as well as in the episode show notes. So Steve Shippey, who is well known in the paranormal field, he's been on Ghost Hunters a lot. He's an executive producer. He's a director. He's had his own show on Travel Channel and Discovery Plus called A Haunting in the Heartland. And he just recently did a show with Cindy Keza, and it's called The Ghost of Flight 401. He's very, very well known. He is also the famous rap singer Prozac. Okay. So Steve has had a lot of encounters with the paranormal since he was a little boy. So he's always been interested in this. He bought a haunted funeral home. (laughs) And that place is really, really, really haunted. Hmm. And he had this massive, massive collection of objects that were either bewitched, have had negative attachments to them, or an entity has entered an object. You know, most in most cases, dolls, but they can enter other objects. He had specifically asked me to do psychometry on his entire collection which was massive and it took two days. Wow. (laughs) And one of them was a great big grandma and grandpa doll, two of them, one of them, but they were in a separate cabinet. And the first time I went next to the grandma doll and they didn't film this, unfortunately, I couldn't stop laughing. I just could not stop laughing (laughs) to the point that I was cackling. (laughs) And let me tell you, I hate when people cackle and I don't cackle. (laughs) And I had to stop myself. Right. And it's like, I got to get away from this thing. So then when I came in again and this time I'm like highly protected, it turned out that the grandma doll had a demon in it and the grandpa doll had an entrapped human soul in it that the demon had entrapped oh weird and before that you know he has a great big obelisk called the geoport and 
that thing was saying. Then he turned on the geo part afterwards. And do you know what that thing said to me? You want to play? Oh, yeah. So he brought in a demonologist to get rid of it. And uh, that was like the highlight. It was it was very interesting because he had other, there were all these entities that were communicating with me and, you know, those motion sensors and all that. And there was one, it was so cute. He was actually trying to help me with the psychometry of each item. It was just so <laughs> cute. But he's got a lot, a lot of paranormal activity going on in the entire museum, which wow. is a funeral home that was converted into a museum. If you're ever in Saginaw, Michigan, you need to t- uh, check out that museum because it is super duper haunted. Oh, I absolutely super will. Duper. So for anyone out there, the website is www.hauntedsaginaw.com slash films. And we're talking about a haunting on Adams Street. And uh, it looks like when I've been to the website, it's very reasonably priced. It is not an arm and a leg. It's like nine bucks. So everyone can own this gem and more. Okay. Yeah. And that, again, that is what inspired me to write the the pocket guide on demonic names. Steve is very, very, very experienced, but it just went through my mind, like, you know, paranormal investigators who are just starting and they don't know the ins and outs completely, you know, if they they, um, meet somebody with a name and don't know, I don't want them to continuing a conversation because if you have a conversation with a demon, right? It's considered an invitation. Oh, what's, what's the common, what's the common question? Anybody out there? Who wants to Hello, talk? Yeah. Anybody out there? Oh, you know, yes. Oh, what's your name? And, and you know, you, Satan, you don't even know. You know, whatever. It's like, oh, Satan. And they have a conversation. Now I have had numerous clients and I tell this to people all the time. Never, ever do this. I have had numerous clients that have screwed themselves over because they're performing a spell. Who did you call on to help you perform that spell? I called on anybody that would help me. Okay, then there's that invitation. Demons Hmm. look for an invitation. Always. And and let's be clear. When we're talking about demons with Miss Aida, she means the nasty stuff. You don't want to, don't dabble in it. Just don't go there. Don't go to But people dabble in it because they want quick results and they want fast results and... You know, in the end, in the very, very end, you're going to pay the price. You play, you'll pay. And that's why, and that's why Tim and I always say, you know, work with angels, work with candle magic, work with the good stuff. And you don't need to go to the nasty stuff because there's always good ways to do magic without dabbling in dangerous acts of stuff that you don't even know what you're doing. So if you've ever been in, if you ever seen a real exorcism, let me tell you, it's ugly and it's dangerous. And What usually happens also, since we're talking about this, is, you know, with possessions, these things can enter your body. They can possess you. And what they do is they bring in other demons. Mm -hmm. So when an exorcism is performed, you're not getting rid of one demon. You're getting rid of several demons. So in the Bible, there was a man that was possessed and Jesus was called to get rid of this, what he, you know, we believed was one demon. And then he asked the man, what is your name? And he said, legions. 
So when you hear the word legions, that means there's numerous demons. So if you remember, I know you weren't there, but if you remember, you know, <laughs> he cast them out into swine and they all ran into the water and drowned themselves. But, you know, there's a classic example. You know, a lot of them won't answer legions, but if there's a full bone, there's, there's three, I like to call it three and a half stages. The three main stages of a demonic possession, the first is infestation. So they're lurking around, blah, blah, blah. The second stage is oppression. And I have all these stages in, in my book, Kudu Cleansing and Protection Magic. And then the third stage is the full-blown possession where they've completely taken over the body. But there is another stage. And that happens with oppression or alongside oppression. And it's called vexation. And that's when the demons are actually hurting the the person that they're trying to possess. What do you feel like targets a person for this to happen to? Um, Physiological, emotional, or spiritual weakness. Okay. Okay. And I explain all of that in Hoodoo Cleansing and Protection Magic. Now, it doesn't have to be all three. It can be one of the three. But the thing is that your physiological status affects your emotional and your spiritual your emotional affects your physiological and your spiritual and your spiritual affects your physiological and your emotional. It's all, all intertwined. It's all interconnected. One affects the other. They always look for the weakest link. And that's why I have that chapter on the infirmed also, because when somebody's ill, guess what? They're weak. Okay. Okay. Now the other thing too, is there can be an invitation and I like to add in there desperation. Because you okay. and I have already discussed this, right? We, I want to play with the Ouija board. Who's out there? What's your name? Right? Brand new people with paranormal equipment that are green. Okay. Start having a conversation. That's an invitation. Invitations come in different ways. Starting a conversation with them. Feeding them. And I'm going to give an example of that too. If you hear knocking at the door. You know, I have this in my book. Don't open the door. Do not open. Look through your peephole. Okay. If you, because then they view that as an invitation. If you hear your name and no one's there, don't answer it. They view that as an invitation. I go as far as I refuse to have welcome mats. I will not have welcome mats at my front door. I just have plain mats, but they look for, for things like that too. I've actually read that quite a long time ago. Don't don't have a welcome mat because that's like you're just writing your phone number on a gas station wall for anyone to call. Basically, you're saying anyone who sees this is welcome here. So just don't do that. You don't want everyone in your home. <laughs> right. And the and the thing too is if you do feel that something is around you and you thought it over and it's like I didn't invite anybody here get out, get out. You were not invited because when we do exorcisms, what do these demons say? Oh, I'm not leaving. I was invited. Okay. That's a common verbiage. I was invited. Okay. Now I want to talk about feeding and you and I have had conversations about scammers Mm -hmm. and I wrote about this in, in my book, Udo Cleansing and Protection Magic. This woman, uh, you know, children are are more susceptible to seeing 
entities, okay? So this little girl was seeing this entity, and this entity was his, he told her that his name is John. And so she's talking to John, and so her mother calls an expert who ends up being a scammer, and he says, well, it's obviously the Apostle John. Like, right, one of Jesus' apostles is going to talk to this little girl, right? Obviously. He tells this woman to offer food and water to the entity. So now they're giving food and water. And then the entity asks, can I bring more people in? Yes, of course. And so they brought in all these other alleged apostles and Next thing you know, you've got, they've got a demonic haunting and all kinds of crazy paranormal activity was going on. Everybody was threatened. Everybody was hurt. This and that and that and this. Yeah, they let like a bunch of gangsters in. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. No, that you nailed it. They're having a party and kicking the owners out. Oh my gosh. it, It took a lot to get rid of them. A lot, a lot, a lot. Wow. But if she had called the right person, you know, none of this would have happened. We would have gotten rid of it. Now, I want to ask you something because I've been meaning to ask you this. You obviously are multi-generational because your mother was a practitioner. At what age did you start kind of learning about some of this entity removal and how long have you been doing this? Um, it's part of your culture and part of your upbringing, but I want listeners to know that you're not just somebody out there that was on the internet and goes, oh, this is cool. I'm going to try this. You have knowledge and background in this. So I was able to talk to spirits and I do believe they were spirits since I was a baby, even before I could talk when I was just babbling. And then they would come and my, you know, when my mother, when I started talking regular English or Spanish, I'm sorry, I wasn't, I didn't speak English first. I spoke Spanish first. Instead of that babble talk, you know, she, she realized I had all these entities around. So she got rid of them and I would watch her and then I'd watch her and my aunt do stuff for people. So I can't give you an age you know, because I've been witnessing this for a very long time. But I remember when I was, when I was a young teenager, you know, they never said anything to people. I was, you know, afraid of, you know, the Americans, you know, you couldn't say, don't say anything to the Americans. Right. And um, people were calling me to get rid of their entities. These these Americans, you know, it's like, and I go in there and I just start doing things. And it was so weird because I just knew what to do, you know. And then as years went by, then I was I was lucky enough to have worked with, with a, a minister, a Protestant minister. And um, he taught me a lot about exorcisms. And those are the ones I don't like. I don't like demonic exorcisms. And I always tell people, please, please, I need to be the very, very last resort because number one, it's dangerous. It's very, Mm -hmm. very dangerous. Number two, it's taxing. It takes a toll on your health. One of my friends is an exorcist, was an exorcist, and she is greatly suffering from PTSD. So it's, you know, if you got something going on, your first 
course of action if you're not Catholic or even if you are Catholic, because a lot of Catholic priests don't perform them, is call a Pentecostal church. Okay. Because they live for that stuff. That's (laughs) what they do. I want to go back and hear again a lot of my listener base. And this happened when I was um, more active in some bigger groups and stuff. I would talk about hoodoo and they would be kind of looking at me like, well, we use gallery magic books. And I would tell people, you need to look into hoodoo. So I want to reiterate that even if you don't do any spell casting, the information in these books, the knowledge alone will give you a lot of insight and a lot of truth for some of these topics. And then strategy, you're going to have sound information. And these books, if I was to price them based on what was in them, they'd be well over $100, but they average right around $15 for the hard copy on Amazon, give or take. Each one's just a little different. I think you got one for 12 and one for 16 something. So very affordable, very good information. Even if you don't do any hoodoo spellcasting, get these books for the information and the knowledge and the lifetime of experience. It will enhance your practice and enhance your knowledge base. Oh my gosh. Let's talk about what you got on your website. Okay. So I do perform magic for people and I am a psychic reader and I'm also a medium. And there you go. You can go to my website, <laughs> MissSaida.com. If you want a reading, you can contact me. If you want spell work, I don't do spell work with, without a paid reading first. If you want mediumship, my rule is that the person has to have been dead for at least a year and no more than 20. I just okay. had somebody the other day wanted me to contact somebody that died in the early 1900s. And I was like, this person's probably already reincarnated, you know? Yeah. So you'd have to talk to me first about mediumship, you know, before I'll agree to do it. And and that too is very taxing. You know, I, I don't know how it is for some people, but it, it's hard and I have a headache for days and I'm not a headache person. But if the spirit if I miss something, the spirit will keep bothering me and bothering me until okay. I call that client two days later. And Oh, by the way, they said, da, 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 da. So <laughs> mediumship is under special circumstances. Gotcha. I also do magical coaching mm-hmm. and I love it when my clients perform spells themselves. I love to teach them. I love, you know, and, and I explain this over and over Although I can perform a love spell, I don't love John Doe as much as you you love John Doe, right? That emotion that you have is more powerful than my emotion. So I prefer teaching my clients how to, to perform spells. If they absolutely can't or don't want to, of course, I'll do it if my reading allows. I want to say right here from personal experience, you and I have had a past private conversation where you did give me some amazing advice on some magic. And the one thing that I want to stress is you can sit there and you can run your magic past maybe someone you trust, or you can sit and think it through. But if you go to a third party you trust that has no emotional involvement, they can maybe say, hey, you know, that might not be the best approach because you might want to tweak it because 
And you were really good for that. You saw the practical aspects of the big picture. Hey, this could ultimately affect other people adversely. Think about this. That's the responsible approach. And there's a lot of value in that before you start casting energies at people. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So, I just had somebody two weeks ago. Um, she's 19 years old and madly in love with this 55-year-old man. And she's nothing but a piece of meat to him. And he's happily married and all this. She wants me to do a breakup spell. Well, I'm not going to do that. You know, instead, I spent my time telling her. And she's beautiful. That's the part that really bothered me. She was beautiful inside and out. And mm -hmm. uh, it's like, you know, you're throwing your life away. You know, she's, she's just a young, 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 young girl. Right. And, can't do things like that. It's it's not justified. So you had talked about your card readings, and I love picking on you about your card readings because you do it right. And when you have people reading or you're reading for it, you don't like them to talk and give you feedback and stuff. So I wanted you to just reiterate that. I mean, I, I get very upset when people interrupt me and say, well, that's right, or, you know, stuff like that. And I don't tell me what other readers said. I don't care what other readers said. Okay, that's number one. Don't tell me everything. You know, I just need a little bit and then the questions, right? right? Don't acknowledge when I'm right. Just be quiet. And when I ask you something, then you can answer me. I don't like psychic hoppers. People go from psychic to psychic to psychic to psychic until they hear what they want to hear. I will <laughs> never tell you what you want to hear. I will only tell you the truth. But just to clarify something, I'm not a card reader. I'm also a psychic. So, you know, I, I lay out 21 cards and spirit tells me what's going on. You, know, I you, you do a true yeah, interpretation. And, and my, my cards tell me a story the way I do a layout and my spirits talk to me. And it's so funny because I'll be talking and then spirit will interrupt and say, well, well tell him this or tell her, tell her that, you know, and it comes out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, that's kind of cool. But, you know, I was telling you about this book called Psychic Junkie. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a really, really good book. It's it's this woman, this actress, her experiences when she was a struggling actress and she was in love with this guy and she spent so much money on readers that there were days she couldn't have she didn't have any food. Because she was just hooked on this. And, they, you know, it's a really good book. She goes on and on and on and on and on and on. And ultimately, every single person that she paid was dead wrong. And uh, it's a really good book. It's okay. called Psychic Junkie. And I don't like I don't like it when I get a psychic junkie because I don't want you being disappointed because I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I don't want to be influenced by anything that someone else told you. I don't care what you do for a living. I do not care how much money you make. And those are things you are never, never to tell any reader. The only time I ever ask, what do you do? You know, and I don't say it that way. If I see a medical person, who's in the medical profession? Or if I see a school, right? Who's a teacher? But what you do for a living and how much money you make is none of my business or anyone else's business. I've been reading this woman for 10 years. And she just told me six months ago, she's an African princess. 
<laughs> I didn't know it. I didn't know it. <laughs> the reason I wanted to talk about it, and it just goes back because I get new listeners all the time. And there's always people finding the podcast that haven't gone back and listened to previous episodes yet. So go back and listen to everything out there. It's all great. Miss Aida has such great advice. But I surf around different forms of um, social media and platforms where people are doing readings just to see what's out there because some of the stuff just is phenomenal to me. If you're really tempted to get yourself a reader, go to the real deal. Don't go to someone on TikTok that's doing readings for $5. (laughs) I mean, and then hitting you up for a thousand dollar spell. And then I've, I've actually done questions where I ask some of these people that are promoting themselves. How long have you been reading cards professionally? Some of them have been doing it a couple of, they, they picked up a deck of cards. They're making it up. They don't know the first thing. So you have to be careful. And if you do go to something like that, it's $4. Make sure you think that it's entertainment value only. <laughs> do not put any kind of value in the information. It probably is fake. So go to the real deal. If you're going to go get a card reading, go to someone you're going to get value out of the information. Oh, my gosh. And the other thing I want to say is if you go to my Facebook page, Miss Aida Psychic, and hit the more, there's a more, there's a drop down menu, and then there's videos. And I've done videos on, on all kinds of things. There's all kinds of free magical coaching right there. Awesome. But I also do a couple of them on scammers and I tell you what to look out for with psychic readers. And then I do another one, the metaphysical practitioners. So I give you all the warning signs, all of them. Fantastic. And especially if people are going to be doing gift giving and we got a lot of people in the magic community, we want them buying gifts for others or having them having stuff on their wish list. That's the real deal. So I want everyone to be safe with their money, not go to the fakes and uh, go to people that are going to enrich your spiritual practice. And And if you pay somebody for spell work, make sure they send you pictures of everything you're doing. Okay. People have lost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for no. Oh yeah. I performed the spell because they said so. Yeah. That doesn't do it. Well, my vote goes to spend the $15, get the book that has the real information, do it yourself, (laughs) get the coaching if you're going to spend money, and your magic's going to be better anyway if you do it yourself. So it's not hard. It's a lot of fun, and it's very enriching to do for yourself spiritually. And if you call on, you know, I call on my spirit guides. I may call on, I call on my guardian angels to protect me, but, you know, I may call on saints or you know, I'm calling on certain entities that I know will help me, you know, because I'm Catholic and I'm a Santera, I'll call on the Orishas or I'll call on saints to help me. And saints will help you with, with a bunch of stuff. There's no reason to be afraid that you're casting a spell. Sister Carol wrote a book on spells and she's a Catholic nun. Oh, wow. And it's called Sister Carol's Book of Spells or something like that. It's K-A-R-O-L, Sister Carol. And that's a really good book. If you're you're really afraid to perform magic, she's got some really good spells in there. In fact, I, I am going to check that. I just book. wrote it yeah. down. I'll put because it in the show it's notes. All, it's all religious based. And oh, how fun. You know, with hoodoo, we believe that the Bible is is our spell book. 
you know. Yeah, I use it for a spell book too. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing. Well, you know, we've told you about when we did our Psalms ritual and this, I just, I love the Psalms and I didn't really discover the Psalms till I started really practicing any kind of real occult magic. And honestly, people go get yourself a Bible. You're worried about magic. That is your core magic, right? (laughs) You can't go wrong with the Psalms. There's a Psalm for everything. There's a psalm for cursing. I got that in, in hoodoo justice magic. Because remember, God said revenge is mine. You know, <laughs> so say your cursing psalms and tell God what's going on and put it in God's hands. He'll take care of it. So, yeah, let's just wrap up by saying, people, it's the gift giving season. It's the holiday season. If you're looking for that stocking stuffer, if you don't really know what to put on your Christmas list, or if you don't subscribe to gift giving holidays, this is good all year long. And check it out. Check out the movie. Check out A Haunting on Adam Street. And you cannot go wrong with some good hoodoo in your magical arsenal, in your magical library for reference at the very least. So pick one out and check it out. Tim, you're looking very thoughtful. Do you have any conclusions for today's? <laughs> I was actually thinking it would probably be best just to just to edit me out of the episode. So I'm not going to tell you <laughs> You can't. You're the co-host. You belong here. So I guess really all there is left to say is keep a smile on your face. Keep up bouncing your step. Keep practicing your magic. And by all means, go explore all the wonderful things there are to explore in different kinds of magic. Check out some hoodoo. And until next time, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Tim, you have to bye-bye it up, man. Oh, well, yeah. See you later. Oh, I like it when you do the vampire one. Do the vampire one instead. Do it for me. Come on. He's okay. I'll do vampire for you. Yes. We uh we say how you say in Pennsylvania, we say a goodbye. Um, <laughs> sometimes I say it one time. Ah, uh, uh, sometimes I say it two time. Ah, ah, ah. Sometimes I, <laughs> I could count all day. sticking around after the show. Oh my gosh, so many changes and so many things to tell all of you about. We are officially in rerun mode. What does that mean for you? Well, hey, if you listen on your favorite podcast app, nothing is going to change. You will always be able to go back and listen to your favorite episodes and guest spots anytime you want, just as you always have. Again, nothing will change for those of you that use your favorite podcast app. Next, The website will change a little bit. It will change to www.podpage.com slash random dash illusions, or you can listen directly off the host site, www.randomillusions.buzzsprout.com. Links are now in every episode show notes. Check it out. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash radio. Twitter.com slash GOST radio. If you love YouTube, don't forget to subscribe to the Random Illusions Podcast YouTube channel, the GOST radio YouTube channel, and TikTok. 
Don't forget to follow us there. Links are down in the show notes. Exclusively for the listener base of Random Illusions, Tim and I are going to continue our coffee.com divinations. Just let us know if you want a rune reading by Tim or a tarot reading by Shasta and what your question is. Give us about two business days and we will respond with a thorough answer to your question, giving you some insight and maybe a little inspiration as well. If you would like to follow Tim and I as we jump into our new leadership roles and all of the new projects we are presenting and working on, don't forget to hit us up. Facebook, privately, Tim Cheesebrow, Shasta Michaels, Random Illusions, or just shoot us an email at magic, M-A-G-I-C-K, at randomillusions.com. And we will send you links as to where you can keep tabs on all of our future endeavors and adventures. And hey, you may want to get involved yourself. You never know. All right. Keep your eyes and ears peeled. We will be announcing when we will be back. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. <laughs>